good Friday morning to you. And uh, boy, what a time of year to just stop and think about Jesus Christ as our as our sacrificial Savior, giving Himself on the cross for us, and uh, thinking about what Jesus was going through on this day. Now, think about where we are, but um, um, in, in that whole chronology, who had been taken the night prior and is now being taken before Pontius Pilate um, to be tried as we're thinking about this on this day. But um, it's good to have you join us today for another Psalm Meditation. And uh, I'm Pastor Greg, and I got it again today with me, Pastor Aaron. I'm back. I'm yes. back. Yes, uh, and, I, and, and I have doctored my coffee, and I am just <laughs> loving life right now. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it is a good Friday. It is Good Friday, and and uh, the 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 most special, in my opinion, weekend of the year for a Christian. Yeah. When as we celebrate uh, our Savior yeah. and what He accomplished for us. You know, it used to always baffle me why we called this day Good Friday. I'm thinking, man, this is like one of the most seems like the saddest day of the year. Jesus is beaten and crucified and dies on a cross. Why would we call this day good? Mm-hmm. Um, but until we understand that he had to die to be the perfect sacrifice, I think just growing up, that never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a day of mourning. Why would we call yeah. this day Good Friday? It should be Sad Friday. or yeah. you know. But <laughs> but when we understand, he, he at the end proclaims it is finished, it makes sense. Sure. So. And it was mourning back then. You, you know, back when this happened, I mean, there was no rejoicing going on. Right. We, I mean, with the disciples, with, you know, with, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I mean, they were... I mean, they they went into hiding. Right. I mean, they were they were probably if I'd have been them, I'd have been depressed. Man, what's what's going on? Right. Our hopes are over. Yeah. Uh, we get to read the end, and we and we understand why it's good for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There had to be just that that you know the rest of Friday, really from Thursday night after he's betrayed and taken, and then through Friday and then Saturday, um, just confusion they were facing. Yeah. Um, but we see the fulfillment of that. Well, I want to take you to a psalm this morning. And Aaron, we've got our Bibles open to Psalm 22. So those listening, why don't you guys join us? Open to Psalm 22. It's another messianic psalm, probably one of the clearest messianic psalms that speaks of our Savior on the cross. And um, by the way, Psalm 22, 23, and 24 fit in a trilogy of three psalms that really speak to us about really our relation to God in a full perspective. Psalm 22 is He's our Savior on the cross. Psalm 23, He's our shepherd with the shepherd's crook guiding us in our life. So He has to be your Savior first. He's going to be your sh- Savior or your shepherd after that. And then Psalm 24 is as the sovereign king, where in the crown, lift up your heads, O ye gates, mm-hmm. be lifted up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. And, and so we see that how we relate to Jesus in all three of those psalms together as our Savior, as our Shepherd, and as our Sovereign King. Mm. Um, now that is just pretty cool. That'll preach, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that'll preach. Um, so anyways, but let's look at Psalm 22 because this is where we're at in our Passion Week. And you'll notice as it starts out, you know, clearly Messianic as Jesus quotes it from the cross, hanging the cross, and he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus cries this out. But what's interesting is 
Jesus cries this out and quotes from a psalm that's written a thousand years prior. Yeah. I mean, David writes this psalm, and, and he had, you know, at that point, no special knowledge of Jesus be hanging on a cross, didn't even know what a cross was. That wasn't even invented until centuries later yeah. uh, by the Persians and then later by the used by the Greeks and the Romans. Um, and so there's so much detail in this that um, you need know, to see the hand of God in this. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, this is, I guess, probably more of a side note, but, it, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's scriptures like this for me that, that just give in my heart just such evidence for the reliability of the scriptures, yeah, and that it is truly only God who 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 through who who uh, uh, used men, but 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 by the Holy Spirit was writing through their pen, right? Because only God could could do could write something like this with this much detail, and a thousand years later, it comes true to to the detail, yeah. It, Unbelievable. And, I mean, look at some of the details in this. Um, I mean, he calls out with this in, in the verse, first verse, but then he talks about, um, you know, verse 7, all those who see me ridicule me, they shoot out the lip, they shake their head saying, he trusts in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him since he delights in him. Well, that's what the, the priests that's quote that. Exactly I mean, what they, they quote said. it back. You know, he trusted in God. Let God deliver him if he's of the Son of God. Right. And, you know, they're quoting verse 8. They don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, and then you have down below in verse 16, her dogs, that's right. I mean, that's talking about enemies, the congregation, and the, and the dogs would be even Gentiles. So he'd be surrounded by Gentiles, which mm -hmm. he is. There's, yeah. there's these the Romans who are, pers are killing him. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. He's thieves on either side. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. I mean, to pierce his hands and feet, that wasn't even a mode of execution yeah, in David's time. Um, and yet they're declaring that. And then in verse 18, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Wow. I mean, the detail of... It, it's almost like you think Psalm 22 was written... After. Afterward, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's a thousand years prior. So I think you're right. I mean, you read scripture, and over and over again, we're just revealed. Wow, I mean, God is in control of all this. Yeah. It's written by one author, mm -hmm. who knows the end from the beginning. Yeah, um, and so we just have a confidence in that. Um, so, but but he, you know, cries out to his God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And and he's in that intense agony. I mean, think what Christ is going through, and, and even above the pain, agony, mm -hmm. uh, that separation from His Heavenly Father. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's hard to even grasp. Why are you so far from saving me? Yeah. I, I mean, God wasn't, God the Father was not going to save Him. Yeah. And He wasn't going to save Him for our benefit. We were the ones benefiting from this. And, 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 and I mean, He's so right. What you are so far from saving me. There's yeah. not going to be any saving for me. Yeah. And wow. And, and he knows that. In fact, the, the word for the uh, um, intense pain of the cross ex is excruciating. It actually means um, out of the cross. And mm. that intense pain that he was going through um, for us. And, um, and then he, he makes a statement. I just want to kind of highlight um, in, in verse 6. It kind of always... Uh, and actually in verse 3 as well, I want to highlight that. 
He says, but you are holy and thrown the praise of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. Um, and, and he talks about that the, what God demands is that holiness. Mm. And so it's pointing to the need for a sacrifice. And then he, he gives a unique description of the sacrifice in verse 6. He says, but I am a worm oh, yeah. and no man, a reproach of men despised by the people. Now, that, that sounds like an initial reading. That's just like, you know, talking about a great humility. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a lowly person. But the word there is an interesting word. The, the word uh, for worm comes from a root which is used 43 times in the scriptures and 35 of them it's translated as scarlet or crimson. Yeah. Um, only eight times is ever translated even worm. Um, in fact, like the, the curtains in the, in the tabernacle were, you know, they were scarlet and it speaks of, it's that same word, Isaiah 118, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. That, you know, that's the same word that's used. And it's used because there's an interesting thing. There was an actual worm mm. that was um, referred to as the scarlet worm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called the Cocos elicis, um in the Latin. There's a, here's a neat thing about this worm, Aaron, is, is you think about what it would do. This worm, it's just a teeny little thing. It's like the size of a pea. It's, uh-huh. it's just a little okay. bug, basically, like a beetle almost. But it would, when it was a pregnant um, to, to give birth to, to offspring, mm-hmm. the, the mother would um, embed herself or stick herself to a wood of a tree of some sort. And, and there she would get so stuck she would die on that tree. And when she would give birth, she would secrete the fluids from her body over her offspring so they would live. And it would be this red dye that would cover them so that they might have life. Now think about that picture yeah. of Jesus Christ who's nailed to the tree, nailed to the cross, so that he might give birth to an offspring, which is us. Mm-hmm. He's the first fruits. We're the yet rest yet to, yet to come. And he does it by dying there and shedding his blood over us to, to give us life. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what this worm would do. And Jesus says, that's who I am. I came to be that type of a sacrifice to give myself for others to have life. Yeah. It, what, what a picture. That, that, that just, whenever you study the scriptures that way, it, it just paints, a, it paints the picture for you. Right. And yeah. Yeah, there's so much to it just to see the, the, the perfection of what God gives us in His Word here. Um, and, and we could jump in more to it. I encourage people to, to read through this. Obviously, we've touched at a co- couple places here already, you know, that, they, that fulf- is fulfilled directly at the cross. You know, them, them ridiculing Him and, and, and shooting out the lip at Him. Um, we see that, um, you know, they, they nailed Him the cross and... Uh, we see his strength is dried like potsherd. His tongue clings to his jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think about Jesus even there on the cross, you know, crying out, I thirst. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's feeling that. The, those around him in verses 16, 17, and 18, the fulfillment of that. But I, I want to take us to the, the final conclusion of this because it doesn't end at the cross. Psalm 22 is not only a cross text. It's, it's a Easter Sunday text. Mm. Because he says in verse 19, But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. 
Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. And notice this, you have answered me. So there's a, 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 a promise of you have answered me. And the answer is the resurrection. Yeah. Not that he'd come off the cross in that situation, that he would escape death, but that he would conquer death. Yeah. The answer from God is I have to turn my back on you to punish you for the sins that you're bearing but I'm going to give you victory over life and I'm going to give you new life. And um, out of that is going to come um, a, a, a new seed shall be born. Um, notice he says in verse 22, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. Jesus is you know, fulfilling that, that there was going to be life coming following that, that he was going to praise his name. Um, and so that there was going to be something after that hanging on the cross. Yeah. There's going to be a new life uh, to his brethren. And, um, and then look down in verse 30 and 31 where it talks about a new seed shall be born. <clears throat> this little worm that had given its life so that new life can come out of it. We think about that. But it says, a posterity shall serve him. It shall be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. There's like the promise of in this that he has done this. Some translation actually read this. It is finished. finished. Yeah. That it is completed. He took care of it. It's done. And, um, and, and that's actually what, and here's the little thing that ties it all together. I gave the name for that, that word, wor, uh, worm, mm-hmm. cocos elicis. Um, elicis actually means it is finished. Wow. Um, and so it's all just encapsulated here that that it was going to be accomplished and out of that there'd be a new seed that would be born which is us yeah um we're we're here able to have a relationship with god and to study his word and walk with him uh, because of christ in the cross a thousand or two thousand years ago now yeah three thousand years from when this was written in psalm 22 yeah um so wow you know what what a loving savior we have and um you know, we we discussed uh, a a couple of days ago uh, uh, Psalm one eighteen, and just talking about the steadfast at, at 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 the beginning of that psalm, just talking about the steadfast love of God, yeah, steadfast mercy of God, um, and I I guess as I'm sitting here talking to you just about this in Psalm twenty two, and just I mean how how God how Jesus knew all this stuff. I mean, th- think about like a thousand years before it even happened. He's yeah. having David prophesy about this um, to, to the detail. I mean, he even, he, he even, I'm, I'm, I mean, here's, here's something for us to remember. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that God knows uh, every word that we ever use. I mean, he knows the words yeah. we use before we <laughs> even use them a thousand years uh, before these guys uh, who 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 mocked him? Yeah. Uh, there there and saying 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 and 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 prophesies here in Psalm 22. Uh, he trusts in the Lord. Let like let, let, let God save him. He trusts in the Lord. Let him do it. I I mean God uh, a God prophesied back here that that's exactly what they were going to say yeah. and they said it. Yeah. Um, but but to but to just be thinking about. Man, a thousand years before this happened, he had this all laid out. He knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, he he knew exactly that. I, I mean, Psalm twenty-two, verse number one: "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Why are you far from saving me? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I find no rest. Just the, just the, the relationship that was going to be broken, how that was going to tear his heart apart mm-hmm. and then have to go through all of this because his steadfast love, yeah. his mercy endures forever right. for you and for me. Yeah. And that's, that's the God we have. Yeah. And I wouldn't want anybody else. Right. Yeah. In this is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Yeah. First uh, John four, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I mean, that's the, it's the picture that's given to us. This is all motivated by love mm-hmm. so that we could be saved. Right. Um, man. So that's why it's good Friday. That is why it's good that's Friday, why it's good and Friday. we can say this is good yep. because, because of Him. <clears throat> yep. Well, hey, let's pray together. Let's thank Him for being our good God and Savior that He is. Father, thank You so much for Your plan that is orchestrated to the detail, to the very words spoken out of mouths, to the crowd that is there, every detail at the cross as we think about that today on this Good Friday Lord, that you orchestrated every detail so it would come to the conclusion it is finished and we could have new life because of Jesus Christ. So God, we want to thank you for that. Thank you for your love, that you would love us with that kind of a love uh, to give your only son for us, for the payment for our sins. God, help us to praise you today. Help us to not take this lightly as well as we meditate on what Christ did for us on the cross there. We love you, God. We love you so much. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, have a good Friday, and we'll see you tonight as we tune in for our live streaming uh, Good Friday service as we